Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we're here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. We have an incredible guest. I say it every time. I don't know who's not incredible on earth. We have an incredible guest. His name is Christian Thagard, and he wrote a book called Earth Game, The Evolution of Consciousness, and we're going to talk to him. It's going to be incredible. We're going to talk about evolution so much, the earth game. We're going to talk about so much. But first, I need you to do something for me. Go to bluecobracbd.com. That is bluecobracbd.com. And there you will find Blue Cobra CBD oil, the highest quality CBD oil on the market, period, on earth, Excelsior, all of the words. There's nothing else like this. There is an ocean of CBD products, people. This is unlike anything else out there. This is high-frequency CBD oil. The way that Blue Cobra CBD extracts their CBD from the hemp flower is a proprietary method called the HIT extraction method. No chemicals, no solvents, no gases are used in that extraction method is 100% natural. The product is 100% organic, and it's a family-owned business. Howard Hinn is 76 years old. He also goes by big age. He has three different types. King Cobra, maximum strength. The Little King Cobra, regular strength. And Wild Thing CBD for pets. This is CBD for your wonderful dogs, cats, these animals you love so much. Give them the highest quality medicine that you can find. No chemicals. Forget about those prescription anxiety medications for pets. Give them Wild Thing CBD. And we have a discount code. Free shipping on any order. The code is Big H. The word big, the letter H. You get free shipping. Over the last few dozen episodes, or maybe even more, I've tried to tell you how incredible Blue Cobra is. And Howard asked me to be a part of his video panel, Blue Cobra Peeps, which is on YouTube. Go check it out. I was there. I cracked a lot of jokes. It's really funny. Check that out. Truly, this is unlike any other CBD product out there. You will definitely have an incredible experience with it. And if not, there's a money back guarantee. You get the product. You get to keep the product. If you paid shipping, you get your shipping money back and you get your money back. It's a win, win, win. So just give it a try. It might change your life. It definitely had a profound impact on me. If you go back and listen to all the ads that I've done for Howard and also go to that Blue Cobra Peeps YouTube video panel, you'll see me tell you everything about how I feel about it. So check it out. BlueCobraCBD.com. That is BlueCobraCBD.com. And when you're done with that, 
Follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can follow me there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you go to get your podcasts, click that button that connects us so you know exactly what's going on when these new episodes drop. You know everything. And most importantly, more importantly, most importantly, I'm not sure, but word of mouth is huge. Please tell a friend, tell someone that you know that loves these type of podcasts that would be very interested in the evolution of consciousness. I think you know those people. Talk to them. Tell them about this place. Bring them here. Midnightonearth.com. Okay. Social media shout out out of the way. And we're going to talk to Christian Thagard here in just a second, but I'm going to read his bio. So here we go. Christian Thagard has been a dedicated student of metaphysics since 1986 when he was jarred awake by experiences his logical brain could not begin to explain. That began a deep dive into metaphysics that continues to this day. What he eventually found is that the strange world of metaphysics actually makes all the sense in the world if one takes the trouble to look closely enough. In the meantime, Christian practiced law for more than four decades in the areas of financial law, contracts, infrastructure, energy, government, corporations, and pensions. Eventually, though, it became time to step away from that and pursue his passion for understanding and explaining metaphysics. He completed a manuscript he had been working on for years and published this book we're going to talk about, Earth Game, The Evolution of Consciousness. It's about who we are, where we are, how we got here, and why we are here. It's the book he would have loved to find way back when he first became aware that this physical world is not what it appears to be. Christian has by no means abandoned the logical approach that served him well in the practice of law. His premise is that if you understand how the game works, then you can navigate it better and craft a better experience. He feels that many who would wake up to how this reality works don't do so because they can't see how it makes any sense. He sees his book as a bridge and a very practical guide. On his website, christianthagard.com, and I'll remind you of this at the end, Christian has posted articles on a wide range of metaphysical topics, including how reality is manifested, quantum, that is multidimensional aspects of our reality, simulation theory, and whatever topics capture his imagination. Christian lives in Alberta, Canada, and is thoroughly enjoying Earth Game, <laughs> in quotes. His joys include his family, spending time in nature with his dog, and all kinds of games. Hello, Christian. Thank you for joining us. How are you feeling today? Hi, Jake. I'm excited to be here. Thanks all for right. the introduction. Well, incredible book. I read it uh, yesterday. It was an incredible book. I learned a lot. 
But reading your bio, I'm not sure if I understood what happened to you in 1986. So let's start there. What happened to you in 1986 that jarred you awake? Ooh, how far down the rabbit hole you want me to go here? Um, <laughs> well, maybe, I, maybe, maybe I'll tell the story. Well, that's story. a big statement. It's so, a big statement. So, you had an experience. It, 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 it must have opened your third eye, pulled you into a higher understanding. What was that? Well, I was kind of your basic normal person, less normal than you think. I'm a young lawyer. I'm playing sports. I'm just living my life. And, and probably about a year before then, I went to a seminar by a guy you probably heard, Brian Tracy. Um, um, the Phoenix seminar at the end of that, the first day, there was a guided meditation and I went so deep. It was sort of a, what the heck was that? I got to go there again. And I did every single day. It was sort of, what did I just touch? Cause that was different. And then about a, and by the way, to, to your listeners, if you want to change your life, meditate, cause you, you, you reach beyond you open doors. Uh, it, things will happen. So, I'm sort of minding my own business August of the next year. And in comes his voice. And I've never had voices in my head or anything before this. Nothing sort of paranormal. And in comes very, very clearly. And it, and it lists out in, in considerable detail. Blow up your entire life and go move to this other city and be with this woman you haven't seen in 11 years. And I'm, what? And my response was literally, F off. And they said the exact same thing. They repeated the exact same words. And, and I said, yeah, like I'm the kind of person who would do something that crazy. And, and they said, do it. And, and that was the end of the conversation. And I thought, what just happened? Except that there was this kind of buzzing that went on for about six days. Not, not tonight. It's not anything um, sort of physical, but sort of what's going on. And I can't talk to anybody about this because it's too weird. And I can't eat, I can't sleep, I can't talk to anybody about this. Six days, after about six days, I finally said, you know, with my arms outstretched, looking, uh, looking to the sky, all right, I'll do it. And then I felt the eeriest calm that I've ever felt. And I thought, what have I just got myself into? Well, I went down that rabbit hole, and it's been nothing but a love story with my soulmate, in all these years since and the adventure has been a fabulous adventure but what happened to me after that is okay and and by the way i'm a virgo virgo rising in the ground <laughs> so i am a logic seeking missile i gotta understand i have no tolerance for cognitive dissonance i need to understand what's going on so I start reading everything I can read. I'm reading a book a week i'm diving into all the classics and and, and it's sort of what 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 is going on in this world? And it took a long time to sort of come out and, and start to see, ah, I get it. It all makes sense. And 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 from from here, can I segue into how how I wrote a book? Uh, of course. I, how I wrote a 191 page book. Yes. And of course, because this is feeds into what is the earth game? That, that's what I really want to know. Probably 15, 20 years ago, I started writing a book. Okay. And. The, this is how I wrote a 191-page book. Is I I wrote a 500-page manuscript, and and I didn't do anything with it at the time. And then and uh, it wasn't a time when when Amazon was the great platform it is now. And I kind of set it aside. And then about ten years ago, just it popped into my head the title. And why don't I take a more streamlined approach 
and cut right to the big picture here about what is this? What is this reality? What's the nature of this thing? And, 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 and so I narrowed my focus rather than, you know how we always, there's a tendency we want to tell the world everything we've learned. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. What will be of service to people? What will, what would really help where? And, and I realized that my path as this logician was how do we, how can we help people whose just logical brains shut it down? Because I've, I've been going for, to, to wonderful metaphysical type conferences for decades and decades. And it's always about 65% women, 35% men, because the men are all got their arms crossed and it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, when I discovered, holy cow, does metaphysics make sense? I want to make, I want to help it make sense for other people so that those whose time is now, who are actually ready for that choice between red pill, blue pill, and not everybody else, but those who are ready will, will, will have a little bit of courage to, to say, okay, this isn't crazy. And then the, and then the, the other bridge that stirred into it, I probably read about 20 books on, on quantum physics, and I'm no scientist, but that stuff just fascinates me because it's all, it's all the clues are there that, holy cow, this isn't what we think it is. And then it's just it's just an adventure starting to, to stir the pot and dig into it. And I'm, I'm sure your your journey has been similar in that in that way. Well, once you understand the higher frequency information, you get behind the scenes of reality, the backstage of reality. You start to grasp. I don't even know if you could truly understand fully, but if you start to grasp those concepts, yes, it opens you up in a different way. You see the world in a different way. And actually, it's a more truthful approach but you're saying in your book though that we're in not a matrix like the matrix movie style simulation but we are living in some sort of game some sort of earth game tell me about this well it's fascinating you mentioned the matrix uh, and <laughs> probably my you won't be shocked that probably my favorite movie of all time okay but where we are is actually kind of opposite to the matrix and and, and everyone will know that the matrix was was a simulation created by this artificial intelligence right. machines yes. um, it, as, a, as a way to um, ha have human brains stimulate electricity for the benefit of the machines. It's kind of opposite here in the sense that we downstepped ourselves into this reality for our own adventure. Nobody sent us here. None of us are here against our will. We made this game so we could play it. Right. That's that's the exciting part of it. We're not prisoners here. We're not being manipulated. This is we thought this would be really cool and we're doing it. But is it binary in nature? Because you think of the binary system as a human creation. And when people start to visualize our reality as kind of a situation that we step into for lessons and other reasons, you start to wonder what is it made out of? Is it binary in nature or is it something different? Well, it, 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 good question. Um, you said binary is a human creation, but why do you suppose we designed our computers that way with a, with a, with a on or off? That's all they are. Right. Um, but if you look at neurons in the brain, they fire on or off in, in amazing combinations and, and, and a lot, but really, Neurons, everything you see, every color, every sound, every, every it's, it's, it's all a yes or a no. It's binary. 
So is, is the game necessarily that? No, it seems to make sense to me that, that, that it is because it's the simplest building blocks. But the real point is, hey, this is a game. Well, Dude, can I digress a bit here? Of course. Um, that's what we do here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Here, I thought, <laughs> here, here I worried I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to say. I <laughs> say everything. <laughs> let, let, me, let me put it this way. I came across this the other day. Three stages of life. Okay. Kay. Stage one, birth. Yes. Stage two, what the hell is this? And stage three, death. Well, we're on stage two. What the hell is this? Now, if you're a little more upbeat, it would be, ooh, what's this? Right. But if you're like me, it's, hmm, what is this? Okay. And, 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 and so to come at it, what, what is this thing we're in? And we're in, in Earth Game, where the, the, the first question that I came at is, okay, as, is it, as some believe, pure fluke, pure, pure random, just somehow Big Bang somehow created itself, and it's, it's, it's all random and meaningless. And I won't get into the why of it, but, but there's just no way. Anybody who's a little bit awake, which would be all your listeners, no, there's too much pattern. There's too much. This is obviously intricately designed from, from everything from the Big Bang to the balance between the nuclear strong force, nuclear weak force. Everything is just so. So once we know it's designed, okay, now we can get into what's the why of it? Why was it? Why was it? Why was it built the way it is? And we can infer purpose from design and the design of our brains is a real clue. And I have a chapter in my book on the, the five illusions your brain can't get past. Yeah. I thought that was great. Actually. I really enjoyed that chapter. Yeah. Like our brains are designed to be fooled by, by what this is and, and to, to not be able to see past three dimensions of space in one dimension of time. And we'll, we'll square up and down. That's all there is, except actually we can see past it. But do you think like physicists say, and like you mentioned in your book, that these outer spatial dimensions are incredibly small, like, like microscopic, or do you believe we just don't understand and they could be as expansive as a universe perhaps? Well, that's, that's where string theory, um, string theory hit every kind of a wall, even on big bang theory, Sheldon Cooper eventually abandons it because it just, it just hits that wall. And nice. it's not that they're, that we can't see the dimensions because they're so small, we can't see the dimensions because we're wired not to see them. Uh, There's more going, there's more going on here. So think about now this gets kind of interesting, Jake, because why were we designed to not be able to see past a certain point? Why? Because, well, for the game to be meaningful, you got to turn free will loose. Now, if we knew who we really are, all being, as I call it, an itty bitty piece of God having an adventure, then free will wouldn't wouldn't kind of mean anything. But instead, we've got those polarity choices all day long, you know, right, right from light and dark, good and evil, you name it. Right. And it's it's meaningful when we have amnesia. We don't know who we are and we can't see beyond this density that we that we crammed ourselves into so we could have this adventure. So. It's part science experiment, it's part joyride, and, and, it's, and it's part this sort of, this, like so many of our stories, do we, do we blow ourselves up or do we find our way to the next level? <laughs> well, I think we are going to find our way to the next level, but do you think, Christian, that some of these 
psychedelic drugs like uh, dimethyltryptamine and some of the very powerful LSD experiences and other hallucinogens can separate us from the three-dimensional, four-dimensional filter and allow us to experience the actual space, maybe visually in the mind's eye, of these higher dimensions. Now, I was hoping you'd, you'd, you'd ask about the race psychedelics because <laughs> I know you have on some other uh, um, uh, podcasts. And personally, I haven't gone that route. Wow, uh, really? But, but uh, I don't judge it, and I, and I don't say don't do it. Okay. Uh, and and I've, I've had friends who have, and um, there's a wonderful book, by the way, uh, Quantum Science of Psychedelics. Oh, it's, by uh, Carl Kalman. You should look this guy up. I know. I'm already interested. <laughs> yeah, you know, he'd be a great guest for you, too. For sure. And it's it's a fascinating book, and you'll never see history uh, the same again. But here's the catch on psychedelics and why I don't personally go there. What do they do? They all work on, on the pineal gland. Right. And the pineal is another brain. Okay. We've got our brain that's designed to be fooled by these, by these illusions. Okay. Okay. We've got the, we've got the heart with its own neurons that is, that is quantum. That's multidimensional. Yeah. Isn't as easily fooled, which is why our heart's a little smarter in our brain. Uh, but the pineal, it's the doorway. It's the intuitive doorway and it can short circuit the, for instance, the illusion of separation. Okay. That's one of the illusions. Our brain is then wired into our brain. You're you, I'm me. We're not the same. We're, we're separate, except that's kind of illusion. We're all part of the soup of God, if you will, in, 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 in actual truth. We're all connected. There, there, there is a oneness. The magic of psychedelics, which is why I'm anything but avert, but I'm not negative about psychedelics, is uh, it goes straight there, works on the pineal, shatters that illusion of separation. And I know people who swear they, they will never be the same again, because once you see it, you can't unsee it. Exactly. But here's here's the other the, the catch. You can get there by meditation. You can you can you can you can activate the pineal and you can go anywhere that you could go on drugs. You can go without the drugs. So you don't have to do all the throwing up that you do on ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've been there. But. I I haven't I've tried most of the psychedelic substances, some probably in excess, but I uh, have not had an ayahuasca experience personally. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 as you said before, it's 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 life changing for uh, for so many people, and 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 the results last, and there may be some therapeutic future. But hey, folks, meditation will also get you there. Focus on the pineal. And you know who's doing a lot of work with that uh, right now? A name you probably know is Doctor Joe Dispenza. Oh yes, he's very famous. Love Joe Dispenza, man. He's yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, and he's focused on on. The pineal, that's where, that's sort of where the magic happens. Okay. Well, there is a theory. Now, this is just a theory from uh, legendary author Terrence McKenna. And he feels like, I think it was in the Food of the Gods book, that he felt like meditation historically worked in conjunction with psychedelics and that uh, together it's even more powerful than each of the other by itself. I probably won't uh, test that. Because <laughs> you know what? I, I like, hey, hey. I'll, you're happy I'll where you're yeah, at. But, but, but uh, 
I, I get such a good stone rush out of, out of meditation. I don't need anything more. Well, you're and not I, the only one that said that there's thousands and thousands of people that have had the exact same experience. They talk about that. Even people in India, you know, when psychedelics yeah. were being popular in the sixties and seventies, they, they would off, often say, well, if you like psychedelics, you should try meditation. But, but here's the point, And it is, it's about, I've heard you talk about this next level and I've written quite a bit about the next level. And yeah. it's kind of, it's a little obsession for me right now. Oh, I love it too. It's, it's, we move from being in this density of, of three dimensions of space and one of time into multidimensionality into, and, and, and I love the shorthand and we go quantum, you know, right. it's so cool. And it's, Maybe this is, I'll tell you one more story. This sure. is this is maybe seven or eight years ago. I came across this notion, which your listeners should do. Just describe yourself in six words or less. And I thought, isn't that an interesting exercise? Now, of course, I'm practicing lawyer and what, but love that that wasn't going to get into those six words. That was just Clark Kent at the Daily Planet in my own imagination. Catch the <laughs> reference. <laughs> um, so to me, those six words were, he knows there is another level. So that's what we're, that's the adventure we're on. And so you use the, 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 the phrase heaven on earth, bingo. It's all, this is, this is where we're going. This is a, this is an exciting time to, 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 to be alive on earth in, in earth. Game. I, it, it, it does seem that way. It seems like we're at a massive precipice of this gargantuan change and really our perceptions, how we live life as humans, our relationship to each other, the earth, outer space, the other planets, the other cultures that are out there. It's, it's just going to blossom and open up. We're just at the very, very beginning stages. It's pretty amazing. And one challenge we have with that is our sense of time. We, we tend to, okay, is it this week or next week that we hit this heaven on earth thing that we're fully, and, and the answer is we're just, we're just enjoying the journey. Right. And, and this is a journey that humanity writ large, I, I, could it be hundreds of years, thousands of years? And, and the, the perspective from those who speak to us from the other side of the veil, you know, there's some wonderful channel sources. They don't have our sense of, is it this week or next week? <laughs> you know? But just enjoy the ride. And, and it's not something that we drag everybody along with us at, at, at the, that we have to get everybody lined up. We okay, get all the 7.9 billion lined up and we'll all step across together. No, it's an individual thing. And, and for every step forward you take, Jake, you show a path for, for, for the next guy. So it's, it's fun and it's also being of, of service. And in the meantime, you get more love, more joy, less fear, you know, le, le, less anger. Your life just gets more abundant, more fun. Yes, it just seems like one day... As we, as we grow, we'll wake up or we'll just look around us and we we're there. We'll be, just be there. As you say, it'll just be a journey and then we'll be there. And I've heard you say this too. And we'll look back and we'll go, my goodness, those were barbaric times. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want to get political here too far down this rabbit hole, but even the, 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 the stuff that's going on in the world right now with the madman across the water is, is, is you know, in the war is to me, the real story there is the world's reacting and saying, yeah, 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 we've just had nations conquering each other for as long as recorded history, but somehow it's not okay anymore. It's sort of, oh my God, it's, it's the horror. And so we are evolving. We are collectively changing. We're on our way. And, and, and in fact, that 
I've heard various sources and it it feels true to me that we passed we we passed the the turning point. Yes. We're gonna make it. Yes, we're actually, not gonna we're not gonna blow ourselves up. We're actually gonna make it. To yes. This, to, that's true. And I, I'm just going to supplement what you're saying is that the Hopi, the Native American tribe, the Hopi who have the longest oral tradition of a, a, any native tribe, they claim that we chose around 2008, they sent an ambassador out to speak publicly that we have chosen the if I remember correctly, the one heart path or the single heart path where previously we had reached a state of evolution and then essentially blown ourselves up four other times. But now as of 2008, 2009, we're past that point and we're farther collectively, maybe not technologically, but collectively than we've ever been before. And we're not going to blow ourselves up. This is coming directly from the Hopi, the native American tribe. Yeah. And, and I've, I've read from again sources that, that 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 ring true to me that this whole 2012 um thing was that was the turning point and yeah. and, and we made the cut we made the turn it seems and, so and we're kind of being celebrated and now all we and as 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 for how fast does does this happen how fast do we transform ourselves how fast does our world just become more and more peaceful and prosperous that's how it does individually and collectively. But in your book, though, you do say that evolution is pre-planned. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like our experience, like we chose it. And though it free will does exist, effects create causes. Well, no, that's just that's more at the individual level of how you create, okay. create your, your world. Just just to, 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 to give a bit of perspective on that. Thoughts. On, on every time you think a thought, if there's an emotion that associated with it, you'll know what the vibration of that thought is. And the vibration is 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 going to downstep into your reality, it plugs into, into quantum physics. That, that's um, what's going to precipitate out of all the possibilities into your world. But but it's not a um, it's 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 there is. Oh, I know. I know what you're referring to. The game was 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 made. The whole yes. program, uh, and and we're moving our way through the, the, the this massive program. And part of it was, do we make the cut? And we and we have. I believe so. It feels that way because the best of us, the best of humanity, and everybody that's just really just trying to do better is amazing. You know, we we're just shining examples of love and light. The worst of us needs to, I guess, stop making those choices and they're not representative of us in a way, but you can see humanity as a whole, our stock, as I often say, is going up, up, up. We may have had dips, but overall humanity's stock is expanding. We're, our value, what we're, we're bringing to this dimension is good. No, we're not. And, and of course we, we're, we're of different ages in a sense that, yeah. um, you're, you're no doubt an old soul. You, you've had many, 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 many lifetimes. Quite possibly, you got some 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 starseed uh, uh, experience uh, before that. Like my, like I, I resonate so strongly with Sirius, um, and 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 there's evidence or there's indications that 
this earth game. It's been played before. Pleiades before us, Arcturus before that, Orion before that, Sirius before that, who knows what else stirred in. And 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 this is just in 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 our little Milky Way galaxy out of billions of galaxies. There's a lot going on here. But where but this is why the Earth game thing is is such a hit and why everybody wants to be here, why we got eight billion people and 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 why we're getting allegedly all this attention from everywhere outside of our planet is we're at this turning point. Will they blow themselves up? You know, it's, it, it's a drama. Will they make it? And, then how, and, and they're watching our progress. And, and, and Pleiades did this a million years ago. So this Earth game has happened at various places all over the universe. So let's help people understand this. I'm just going to no. ask you directly, what is the Earth game? Because you're saying it's, it's, it's just a concept. It's actually not necessarily bound to the planet earth. So let's help people understand this. What is the earth game? Well, okay. Let's, let's, let, let me use, I always, in my legal career, I was very careful to find my terms before I use. So I'll, I'll, I'll use God, <laughs> whoever did the big bang. Okay. Right? Which, which is an amazing thing. And set everything in motion uh, in, in, with, with just a, a precision that you should just be in awe of every, every day of your life. Okay. It's the grand so, overall designer, as they say. So, so we, yeah. So, so that spins out into all these little pieces of God that then downstep into you. You're you're an avatar for one of those itty bitty pieces of God, and and that's what's going on here. You're an itty bitty piece of God having an adventure and doing a science experiment. So what then would you say is the purpose? You're here, like you said, you don't get the memories, you forget everything prior to your birth, but then the evolution, you're here to get a certain set of lessons, of experiences. What do you think about that? Well, some of it, and this one called Earth Game, which, which which is, I mean, most of these thoughts aren't didn't originate from me or they're not unique to, to my expression. Sure. In fact, if, if I have any superpower at all, which is doubtful, uh, it's, I think I can know what truth feels like. And I know what things now that does, that doesn't ring true. Okay. So sorry, I lost the train of your, th of your thought there while I was on my digression. <laughs> no, we were just talking about uh, the earth game and what its purpose was. Oh, Okay. So it's 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 a it's a game. Enjoy it. This is this is God having a blast and doing a science experiment. What happens if we turn free will loose within this density and we put all in this multiplayer game and it's it's a show. It's it's it and it's a joyride, because let's face it, oh my goodness, did they design a beautiful planet? I mean, just 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 the physical beauty of, of 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 nature, the animals, flowers, plants. I mean, beaches, mountains, you name it. Wow, I bet they're pretty proud of it. Or we're us. That's us on the other side are pretty proud of. Boy, is that ever cool? Let's go there. <laughs> and, and and we do. And 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 to us, we the, the, we get all we get all tied up in knots over it because we can't see the bigger picture and, 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 and we can't see that it's like watching a movie that's 80 or a hundred years long. <laughs> and then what do we do? We go watch another movie. We just come back. Oh, you meant uh, I, I was going down a bit of a path with, with older souls, the memories start, they leak in a little more. 
you kind of remember stuff. You kind of know stuff. You kind of, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. You, you can see the connections of everything. You can, you can feel the connections with nature. Whereas if you're really on your first drop in here, it'd be like playing a video game, a really hard video game for the first First few times you're just gonna make a mess and get killed. Off. <laughs> no problem. Just just hit new game and 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 eventually you'll start to master. And that's why it's not a it's not about being better than or in, or first in the class. Everybody's where they're at in the game. Everybody's gonna make it home safe and sound. Enjoy the ride. Yes, and you do say in your book that the object of the Earth game is evolution to contribute to the evolution of the human adventure. Now, isn't this the same as service? Like you're talking about God, the divine. Isn't this the same thing as just living your life in service to the divine? Yes, but I think there's an element of evolution, which by the way, I got a credit to um, uh, the book, My Big Toe by Thomas Campbell. I read all 800 pages of that trilogy. It was, it was fabulous. That, that particular notion of, of evolution being greater order and, 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 and greater complexity. But really, it's, it's God discovering itself, creating this, this playing field. I mean, we do the same thing. I mean, we create games and sports, and then we, we immerse our consciousness in it for, 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 for a bit of time. And, that's, and, and we, just, we just get totally into that game. And, and that's, so this is God having an adventure through you. Yes. And, you know, this is, as other people say, just a classroom, not just for our individual selves, but really it's all existing within the mind of the divine or the mind of God, as the hermeticists say. It's just an illusion and real at the same time. Well, it's, it's not that it's, it, I mean, it's as real as it feels to us. Right, but under but it's illusion, not in the sense this isn't happening. It's illusion. It's not what it looks to be, and it doesn't work the way it looks to work. I mean, that that for me was one of the the the, the initial things I wanted to explore. Okay, everybody's heard thoughts or things, and there's a million quotes that you can put together about the the the, the power of thought. Why why does that affect physical matter? There's a little anecdote in my book about uh, a friend of mine in high school who spent half a semester trying to roll a pencil up his desk using only his, his, his yeah, the power of his mind. I remember that, he, yeah. did, he did not succeed. So it's not a thought doesn't directly push around matter. There's this intermediation through this quantum field, but your thoughts matter. And, and that's the real, and, and that's the practical aspect to that is we can all clean up our thoughts. If you think better thoughts, you can have a, you can have a better experience here. Yes. I noticed that in your book, you, you talk about, you actually had a whole section on controlling your thoughts, but what's a starting point? Because honestly, that's a really big concept. When somebody says, you know, you should really control your thoughts and you're thinking like, but here's the beauty, here's the beauty beauty of this is, is the guide is feelings, the, the emotions, think a thought. And does it feel good? If it feels good, grow with that thought. If it doesn't feel good, think of any thought, anything you get triggered by. We all get triggered by stuff. I try to not think those thoughts. So I'm not even going to come up with an example. (laughs) Whatever triggers you, whatever makes you feel sad, whatever makes you feel, those are not good thoughts. Those aren't going to get you where you want to go. Think the thoughts that feel good. Think about what you want 
rather than what you don't want. Think about how people get caught up in, in autopilot and, and they, they get caught up into the trap of grousing about what they don't like or, or fighting against what triggers them um, or, or they, they get stuck in the old hurt, in the old wound, in, in, into victim mentality. Now, not, none of that's to be judged. I'm just saying it doesn't work. Right. It doesn't get, you can't get out of it going that direction because you're going into what you don't want, pivot to what you do want. You know, for instance, if there's anything in your world you don't like, okay, what would be the opposite of this? Okay, now, now I got to put my imagination to work. What would that, what would that opposite of it feel like? What, 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 and now let me just daydream a little bit. Now you're starting to put the technology to work. So this is something that you, you visualize. You're, you're essentially taking your thoughts as the stream of your thoughts seems to move in a negative way. You're saying grab hold of that and move it to the place that you want it to be. Not, not focus on the thing that you don't want because that's actually what manifests. And then you will start to manifest the things that you, that you want. Well, for instance, whether it's a job or a relationship or whatever, um, if you're seeing something, whoa, this is exactly what I don't want. Pat yourself on the back and say, ah, perfect. I've successfully identified what I don't want. Now, what would be the opposite of that? Most people don't take, most people don't take that step. But you can. Actually, most, most people kind of don't get into this game yet because they're, they're just running on autopilot. They're just sort of, they're really not actively thinking. Well, There's some this. people would rather die than think, like Earl Nightingale says. Yeah. Really? <laughs> you know, have you never heard that before? Uh, I remember yeah. Earl Nightingale. Oh, you should really check out. Some his... people would rather die than think. A, a, a friend of mine years ago, he said to me, he said, Christian, I think only about 4% of people actually think. Now, he just pulled that number out of the air. But <laughs> the point is, if that number goes up, people are going to have better lives. Yes. Oh, and the other trap you get into is, is, well, I need them to change. Well, good luck with that. I need other people to fix my reality. Well, no, you're looking in the wrong place. Right. You, 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 the, the, I, I think I included this in my book. The, the, the old line is true. The beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> and that's all inflicted. Because that's the thing about your book. I, I felt like overall, just overall, it's a great kind of self-help book dealing with the constructs of personal development and how they relate to the functions of the universe and consciousness. I mean, it was just a really, really powerful book because you talk about the earth game and it kind of hooks people in with this concept of, of what reality really is. But as you go through the book, I mean, there's a, it touches on all kinds of really powerful topics that all flow together really well. And I felt it, and I know I spent a long time sort of setting the stage. But if you, but if you don't have the big picture, like you got to start with the big picture. I certainly learned that in, in 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 law. And there's always a bigger picture than you imagine. If you can get the big picture, now all these other things start to to to, to slot in. Ah, and then you get that. I see how this works, and it isn't the way my brain thinks it works. But but I can I can make these little and. I've been a pretty, I, I do science experiments on myself and it's sort of like, Whoa, this stuff works. <laughs> well, tell me though, why is it important to exist in a five dimensional reality? You talked about that in your book, the five dimensions and to live in that multidimensional perspective, including that extra 
awareness, what is a five-dimensional reality and why is it important to live there? Well, I don't know if it's important for everyone to live there because if you're not ready to wake up, then it's no shame on you if you don't. But if you're ready, it's re- it's it's more empowering. You've got a whole new palette. Now, what's it going to look like? I don't know. I heard one source who was trying to explain to us what's it going to be like when you kind of go quantum. You know, when you're when you're when you're fully engaged as mu- in multi-dimensionality, and they said. Uh, it's kind of like trying to explain the color red to someone who's been blind from birth. <laughs> so we all kind of know it when we get there. But the beauty is the earth's kind of already there. This is why when you go for a walk in nature, you always feel better. It always takes you up a notch. There's already there. Right. Because you get to resonate with that energy. Is that part of vibrational living? I want to talk about this. Tell me about the concept of vibrational living. Well, it's sort of what we were talking about is, is if you feed yourself with high vibration, good things are going to happen. And, and you'll have problems to deal with. You'll have speed bumps, but, but they won't take you down. You won't go into some sort of spiral where, where your life just becomes a nightmare. It'll, it'll, just, it'll be full of abundance and love and just more and more and more. High vibration. Because let's face it, it's a universe of vibration. It's right. a universe of thought. It only looks to be full of matter, and it's not really full of matter anyhow. It's mostly empty space. And what scientists call dark energy and dark matter because they can't figure out what the heck the rest of it is. Well, it's consciousness. So live in that space. Understand that, that it's not about just pushing things around and pushing people around. It's bigger, and it's just what you feed yourself as well. Like you said, you touched on the concept of the high vibration diets in your book, which is kind of interesting because, uh, you know, way back, if you look at our episode list, uh, I could tell we're similar frequency people. We had an episode about the high frequency diet, which was, uh, something that myself and another guest kind of came up with as we were uh, talking, but we were focused specifically on food and, and not eating foods that were, high in inflammation and, and things that were, you know, sugar and things that are detrimental to the physical body. But you brought that up as even farther than just the physical experience. Anything that you allow your consciousness to interact with is part of that high vibration diet. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like, I, I can't watch murder, death, kill movies anymore. I, I just I can't know. do it. I can't either. I, it just, I don't care how well it's done. I, I just I can't get there. And yeah, I can just go for a simple walk and talk to pine trees and, and I feel like I'm on top of the world. Yeah. So that's one of the things it's like, you know, people put this media in their, their consciousness. You know, when you close your eyes, if you think about it, when you close your eyes, it's a screen, there's a mental screen and your conscious mind is looking again at a screen processing these horrific images in some cases, like Christian was saying about these horror movies and, and the subconscious doesn't know the difference. It just processes these awful, horrific images because it's seeing the screen, the screen, the screen. And as you kick up your sensitivity, your energy sensitivity, those images, those movies, those experiences, fictional or not, become pretty much spiritually grotesque because yeah yeah they just don't work for you anymore. Yeah, because your your spirit is just like no that's not my frequency well and here's the 
the beauty of, of use my phrase vibrational living. Well, I don't know if I invented it, but but it's a good one. But the, it the, it defines the the range of possibility in your world, and you kind of want to get that up so that the range of possibility ranges from good to great, as opposed to from nightmarish to mediocre. Well, you know, it's, you need, this isn't airy fairy stuff. Uh, This is, uh, this is pretty practical stuff. This is have more fun here. People. I want everybody, like I use the expression theme park earth. It's a beautiful place. It's a gorgeous place. It's, it's an exciting place. Come on, let's enjoy theme park earth instead of getting all mad at each other. Yes. Uh, uh, your life should never be a bore. It should be an incredible situation. It should be full of energy and love and, and vigor. And it's all a matter of attitude and perspective. And when you tap into the truth, like you're saying of what you're talking about in your book, you start to experience those things more. But really the root of all that, what we're talking about is creating your own reality. So you have to tap into the art of creating your own reality and something you said in your book that I thought was really interesting. You said three tools to be aware of when mastering the art of reality creation are desire, imagination, and expectation. And you said they get a bad rap, but please tell our listeners a little bit about that. Well, I got to give credit to this particular notion goes way back to the, probably the first channeled entity I ever listened to Lazarus. Okay. Um, and it was, it was beautiful stuff. It, 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 was, it was just full of light and love. Doesn't, doesn't put up much anymore. Um, and I remember there was a phrase early on that I stumbled on in the eighties. And it was, you create your own reality. There is no asterisk. There is no fine print. And I, and, and that just that phrase, it's sort of, it just captured me. What does that mean? You create your own reality. How 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 does that happen? What's the what's the mechanism? So, desire is is that what do I want? It's you're 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 programming it. You put it out there. Okay. Um, imagination. Now now you you start to build it out. Now you're you, you're putting some fuel on the fire, and and but you're going to need some expectation. But just just keep tending it, tending it, and even if it seems unlikely, eventually. It's, it, it goes from crazy pipe dream to it kind of has to manifest. It has to drop into the world. And, and the thing to avoid along the way, and I, I, Mike Dooley, I uh, uh, credit for this one, is avoid the cursed house. Just don't worry about how it's going to happen. Just, just whatever lights you up, just stay focused on it and say, universe, handle the details. Because that's what the universe does, and and it's and it's genius. It's brilliant. That's that's part of this whole program, and that's why I say um, uh, effects generate causes. When 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 you've got the, that that engine of, of of creation going, universe says, "I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you in the right way, in the right in the right time." Yes, and very many personal development mint speakers would say that you are creating a vacuum in that situation and nature abhors a vacuum. That's just regular physics. So when you make that choice, you make the leap, you create a vacuum at which point the universe fills the vacuum with what you're trying to accomplish or what you need. Now, Abraham Hicks makes a, makes a, I love their stuff, by the way. Um, uh, they make a, a really good point about the law of attraction. It's not about to thinking, I need money, 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 I need money. <laughs> well, because 
that's not going to attract money because what you're sending out is scarcity. I don't have money. I don't have money. I don't have money. I don't have money. And the universe says, okay, no money, no money, no money, no money, no money. No money. It's the vibration of what you send out that, that, the, that is, is the order that the universe feels. If you can send out a vibration of abundance, even if you don't have uh, you know, uh, two Bitcoins to rub together, uh, <laughs> then, uh, then uh, the universe will fill that. Yes, the law of attraction is actually a secondary law. The primary law would be the law of vibration. Which well, law of attraction is a vibrational law. Right. That's that's the level it works on. You get you're going to attract the vibration you're putting out. So, right. And yeah, you can like, only what a great game, eh? What a great game. It's an incredible game. You can only attract what your vibrations in harmony with. I mean it's and, you know, while I'm, while I'm raving about, I'm not going to rave about my book. I'm raving about Earth Game here. It's like, not the book, but the game. No, we love it's, the book, Earth what, Game. What a great game. Nobody, you never get judged. You know, like we we we, we like I grew up uh, in, you know, with, with the, the notion of a judging, vengeful God. It's not like that at all. No, I mean, not at all. The other side, nobody craps on you for all the stupid things you did and, and, and all the opportunities you missed and all the horrible victim thoughts or vengeful thoughts you harbored your whole life that, that torpedoed all. nobody judges you you just sort of go hey you want to go again sure right with the karma like you said in your book the pre-packed lessons that you didn't finish or didn't kind of learn you take that with you to your next life it's not necessarily bad or good it's just the lessons you need to learn you, you pick up where you left off yeah, exactly. Like you said. And another thing that you talked about in your book, which I thought was amazing, which again, I will say your book's amazing. You know, it's very easy for me to read these incredible books. I just rip through them when they're so good like yours. Um, sinking to your higher self. That's something that was very prominent in the latter half of your book is getting in touch with your higher self. What is the higher self? Okay. That's the you beyond the veil. That's the you who sort of squished themselves down and like spun off a piece of themselves while remaining connected to you and dropped you into this four-dimensional earth game and said, okay. And, and, and this is the fun part before they do this. You, you pick your parents, you pick the, the key people that, that maybe a soulmate or two, maybe not, uh, maybe siblings, key people, key rendezvous, key lessons. You, you select your astrological profile, you select your Enneagram drive and a whole pile of other things. And you select even your physical characteristics and your talents. And many of us would think, geez, I could have been drop dead gorgeous and, 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 and an <laughs> Olympic athlete and, uh, and a genius. And I, and I chose this, <laughs> and, and, but, but, but what they chose served the purpose of the particular lifetime. So they got to, now, you're back with them at that point when you're planning, then they drop you in. But here's the key to drop you in with amnesia. <laughs> right. So, so that's what makes the game really wild. You don't remember any of that. So you find yourself here and you got to figure it out by, and often your, your, your parents will tell you, oh, no, no, no. You're, they'll tell you all the wrong things. You're unlovable. You're not powerful. You're, and, and sometimes, and those are little hurdles you have to step over. So. If you can think of your higher self as the one who's playing Earth game through you, you're the avatar. You're 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 the piece on the board of the, of, of 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 Earth game. Damn. Now that's pretty cool. And and if you can start to 
identify. See, that's the old, the, the Jungian um, the, uh, dichotomy between um, uh, ego and self. Ego is, I mean, as, as represented by your brain, it's not a negative thing. It, it's the one that, uh, that hears, sees, touches, tastes, smells. Okay, it's experiencing this this earth reality, but you got this connection to self. That's the really wise part. That's the one who actually knows the blueprint for the lifetime, knows what you're trying to do, and knows how you can get it. You got to tune into that. So the more you can have that connection, and the beauty of this too is when you, when you're tuned into your higher self and you start to identify more with self than ego, and just say, brain, just observe, just be in the now, just look at that pine tree out my window and go, wow, I love pine trees. Okay. If, 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 if you can do that, then everything starts to sync up almost automatically. And you start to feel a little bit like a tourist and everybody knows, you know, you know that feeling on vacation Oh yeah. when you're, where, where you're just paying attention to everything, you know, you're, 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 you're just in awe of palm trees or mountaintops or, or, or whatever you're seeing. You're interested in everybody you meet. Where are you from? You want to know their story. You're so in the moment. Time stands still. You can live your life like that. Wow. Yeah, because you take that self-perspective. That's, I, I, it's interesting you say that because I think about that all the time. I often feel like that I'm like observing that I'm on vacation. Like everything is new. Some people relate that to the star seed perspective. People that potentially may be Pleiadian star seeds are here as like they're on vacation, like they're observing and they're meant to do that as part of their role. But what other techniques would you say would be beneficial to sync up with your higher self? Well, meditation is, is the doorway to anything that is, that is multidimensional. Okay. Or, um, get get that pineal going, <laughs> uh, and um, and imagination because imagination is the currency of 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 fifth dimension. So as you do that, as you sync up, is this when you start to tap into your uncommon senses? More and more. What one one way that I find, and I, I don't know if others have this review have this same thing is. When I get a, a truth tingle, do you know what I mean? By oh, a yeah, yes, I know. It's, it well. it's a thought that feels totally electric. And sometimes it'll run for just a few seconds. And sometimes it'll run for as long as a couple of minutes. At that moment, this is, this is my take on what a truth tingle is. I totally synced with what my higher self is thinking. I uh, thought a thought that my higher self is exactly, we're exactly in sync. And, and as, you, as you know, boy, does it feel good. Yes. A lot of people describe that as downloads. They get these higher downloads. They'll have a thought or they'll be in a meditative state, maybe not even in deep meditation, but they'll have that truth tingle, as you say, and they'll call, they'll call it a download. They'll get that divine download. Yeah. And when I get that, you want to get one of those, I can misinterpret it. I can extrapolate it. I can run off in stupid directions with it. But the essence of that thought, I can totally trust. I can totally count on that. Okay. That one's real. And those are, that's one of the uncommon senses you would say, what are some of the other ones? Well, well, there, there, there's the five that I, that I catalog in, in my book, but basically they're all ways to, to reach across and we're all going to be better with one or another. The one that I mentioned for me, I can, truth sounds a certain way, not that it makes a noise and something that's sort of, eh, it goes, eh, you know, it's just <laughs> not, or, or the substance of someone like, like, Jake, it didn't take me more than a nanosecond to know I like this guy. Yeah, I feel the same <laughs> you know, way. 
you know, it's it's uh, so so. There's that one. That's the one that I have the most facility with. There's in inner voice. Um, my wife can hear things. Um, uh, there's there's uh, inner vision. That's most of, of 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 your psychics and what that you can just see into auras and 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 see what's in the field for you. Um, warmth, which is just the emotional. And, and then movement, which which everything from yoga and 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 dance are are uh, sort of built upon. So you would say though that these uncommon senses aren't unnatural; they're part of the natural human experience. We have just been conditioned to tune them out over time. Exactly. Now uh, it, it's quantum. Now uh, I I'm told babies are multidimensional till around six months. Oh wow! Animals. Animals are multidimensional. That, that's why my dog can tell when I've hit the high notes in meditation. <laughs> like, like if I if I hit a really good space, she just jumps up, and licks my nose. How interesting! Wow, she, yeah. she can feel it. You well, know. Well, so, some people talk about how their pets can see uh, things like ghosts. You know, these paranormal entities that are outside sure. of our frequency range. Sure. Yeah, we're our our human brains are actually we're we're the slow kids in the class. <laughs> But we have but, an incredible manifestation ability. We can make something from we, nothing. We we got more to work with than just the brain, which is an amazing computer and an amazing observer. Right. I mean, hey, I mean, it's still the best computers on the planet. Well, you did say in your book, though, as well, and I keep quoting this book because that's how much I loved it. I love this book. I want everybody to check it out. To excel at the Earth game, you need thinking and feeling to dance together. And I thought that that was so cool because you have to create that synthesis of the senses, the uncommon senses, and and more. Well, there's no bigger trap than than intellect. Um, yes, you 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 can think yourself into all kinds of things that, that are just messed up, and yet you know intellect's a, a, a wonderful thing, but it kind of needs to be tempered. And I, I think I put it this this way: which is better, thinking or feeling? And the answer is, uh, that's like, uh, which is better, breathing in or breathing out? The answer, you, you need both. And I use the metaphor of, um, of, we love music. Oh, my God, do we love music? Oh, you know, yeah. we, like, we, we just love music. But it's almost always words and music. And, and the words are like the thoughts and the feeling and, and it comes from the music. And when the two sync up and they dance together, you got something that we all fall in love with. And that's how you're saying we should live in the earth game. Yeah. You think a thought, just try it out. You know, think a thought. And just Even if it's, do I want this? Think the thought and now feel for the feeling. Feel for the feeling. Trust the feeling because you're, you're actually accessing the, the intelligence of the heart center at that point, which has access to, it has multidimensional access, which our brains do not. Yes, I've heard that as well because... What I've understood about the heart brain, and if people don't realize this, there's probably some listeners that don't know this. There's actually neurological activity. There's neurons in the heart area. There is truly a heart brain and studies have shown that when there are events coming, whether they're like a, like an accident or somebody's going to spill a, you know, a glass of water or something like that, the information coming from your heart reacts to it before the event happens. Essentially your heart can see the future. So it's outside of time. It starts to react before the event happens. 
Yeah, Greg Braden's done some great stuff on, on or great explanations of all that. And one of the weird things, too, because the heart has its own kinds of, of, of neurons, is uh, this, this is a freaky thing. Uh, people who have heart transplants get phantom memories from from the person they got the heart from. Oh, you my God. That? I, I guess I never heard that before. That's, that's wild. That's real science. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or at least where I read it said it was. <laughs> but that makes I sense. Used to, I use a technique. I don't know what, if, if, if uh, what, what, you know, we got one of those Hey Google things in, 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 in the house that. Uh, right. I Alexa. marvel at how fast they are and how accurate they are. Well, I use heart Google. Okay. So yeah. you, you, you drop your consciousness into your heart. I do it by dropping from the fifth chakra and, and lifting from the third, the blue and the yellow spiral into green and maybe tap there if you want. But now when you're in your heart, ask the question and and the answers are they're amazing and, and it's they're often very few words very succinct and it's just it's a great technique for tapping into that greater intelligence do you think that that heart brain is similar to the subconscious mind that they're just rooted in uh the ethereal the eternal and, and it's just another interface point I don't know, but to me, the, the, the heart brain, it has access. It has access to everything. Like, let's face it. We're, if we're all itty bitty piece of God, we're all a holographic little, little, we're, we're holographic. We're, we're actually tapped into everything. Yeah. So it's like having access to the internet only on a cosmos wide level. Ah. But as you say, we're not ready for that information yet. We have to evolve into that ability to process all of that. Because if we, if we did, do you feel like it would be overwhelming if we, if we, as humans, as we are now, were able to access all of that information, it would probably be too much. Well, maybe, but you can play with, you can just, in, in, again, in meditation, which is always a safe space, just imagine yourself stretching out and being everything. It's, it's, uh, it's a very blissful experience. And then you shoot back down to this tiny little itty bitty speck within this, this, this one particular theater of operations called earth. And it's sort of like, okay, I got a little perspective now. <laughs> well, you did say in your book, and I, uh, like I said, I'm just going to keep quoting it. Meditation is the gateway to the next level. And the next level is like you said, where we're going to, but it's a higher place. So as you meditate, you expand yourself and you start to open up to that next level. And some people say it's already here. Like we're heaven on earth is already here. We just have to raise our awareness. I think the, the availabilities there and more and more, I think more and more people are kind of stepping into it. Yes. They're and, and yet, and yet, it's still a shit happens reality. You're going to deal with stuff. There's still all kinds of shitty things going on in this little dimension that we have here. And one of the traps is, um, and, and I've had to kind of learn this one. Okay. So all we got to do is get, you know, 8 billion people all lined up and we'll all step across together. Well, it's not going to work that way, but what you can do to help is, just, just move forward yourself as much as you can. And now you're showing the way a little bit and, and you're creating a little, a little energetic trail, whatever step, you can personally make your being of service to others. Yes. That's the interconnectedness of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We rather than, well, let me, let me go fix you. You know, I'm, I'm going to fix you. No, 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 no. You just, you just went the wrong direction. Uh -huh. we, like fixing each other. Isn't the ticket here. Just, just, just 
show yourself the way and then, and, and, and hope somebody else sees it. <laughs> exactly. And is this earth game, you, you call it the evolution of consciousness, but it seems like consciousness is fixed. I mean, are not fixed, but it's, it's, it's ever present. It's omnipresent. So isn't this really the evolution of our awareness of consciousness? Well, let me go back to 10 years ago when I got that title earth game, the evolution of consciousness. I don't know okay. where the hell that came from. Okay. okay. It just, Sounds great. One of those that just sort of popped in and says, here's your title. Oh, I love it. Okay. I like the ring of it. Kind of like the sound of it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so it's the evolution of consciousness is con consciousness as God, as the thing that, that whatever created the big Bang. Okay. Um, this is their adventure. This is, this is, this is God knowing itself. And we're, we're, we're out on the frontiers, man. We're, we're, we're part of the exploration. They're cheering us on. They're watching us. They're uh, celebrating every victory, sharing every tear with us and never, ever slapping their heads and going, how could they be so stupid? <laughs> because it's all part of the process you're saying. It's, it's, this is God's adventure and, and you're part of it. Wow. No, no. Why did they do that? Why did they? I don't know. What would you do if you were that? I mean, even like again, you come back to the Big Bang with uh, with with billions of galaxies, with each with billions of stars, and and just the number of planets out there. They didn't scrimp on this. They they put out quite the buffet, and it's and still expanding. This, with, and with this one little theater of operations, I mean, it's it's. But you know what? Uh, if if I find if I can live my life in, in the more I live my life, because I'm not perfect at this game, obviously, either. But but um, the more I can live my life in a state of awe, holy cow, this is amazing what they built here, what they designed. And my brain falls, falls apart all day long. And that's OK, because I'm supposed to be here having a gas on theme park Earth and, and learn some lessons along the way. This is great. And you don't even have to look for the lessons. They find you. Just go enjoy theme Barker. Yes. And try to, like you said, keep that high vibration. It's funny. You brought up the awe because one of our guests, uh, our recent guest, Chloe Goodchild, who uh, wrote the vagina monologues with Eve Ensler. And there's a lot of contributions she made. She mentioned the opposite of fear is awe. I listened to oh, that. Oh, you listened yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, that, that fear and awe, exactly. And to me, I just posted an article on that called Encountering Fear. I put that on my website. Um, and it was, it's sort of fear, and I called it like source energy, where you're just stepping into that connection with everything. And you can't touch both at the same time. When you're in fear, you lose that connection. But when you touch that connection, fear's gone. You might still have some crap to clean up, but, but you're not in that paralyzing emotion that I think people, I, I think a lot of people, and I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive to this, that people find this game really hard. This is, people, people are in a lot of pain. People are in a lot of fear. People have a lot of anger. And then none of that's to be judged. But I've, I've, I've asked, why is this game so hard? Why did you make it so hard? I, I wrote about that a bit in my book, but just, just recently, I actually asked that question when I got really connected. Why did you make it so hard? Why did you make the game so hard? Because there's so many people find it really hard. And, and, and they said, because 
with the greater the challenge, the greater the celebration. And, and that answer kind of worked for me. Yes. And then also when we're out of it, we're going to see it from a completely different perspective and it's all going to make sense. This would be so cool on the other side of the veil. When you look back, you that's how that all fit together. Oh my God, that thing I thought was just coincidence. That was all orchestrated. I could not meet that person. Oh, that failure there, that thing that I missed out on, that was essential. Holy cow. You'll see the genius of your life when you look back. And that's going to be really, really cool. And then you'll say, okay, I got it now. I want to go again. (laughs) (laughs) Well then, okay, let's talk about this. What does it look like? What is What is humanity's purpose? So we get to the next level and then what? Well, going to one source, cry on wonderful channel source. However many years from now, it won't be a hundred and probably be more than a thousand. And who knows how many it'll be. Uh, um, we get to see the next planet. Wow. We get to be the teachers. We get to be the angels. Wow. That's incredible. Oh, oh, and the other thing, cause I, cause I know you, 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 will we meet up with the other extraterrestrials and why have we not now? Well, I think we got to, I think there's a, a real step up on the old prime directive. Now you remember the Star Trek? Of prime course. Directive? Yes. Uh, you know, non-interference. Right. Don't get in there and muck it up. Don't screw this up. Let the earthlings do this. Let the earthlings do this. So, so there's this sort of the, the, the hands-off thing, but when we're to the, to the stage, when we're at that multi-dimensional level, We'll connect up with all of them and they won't travel here, you know, like chugging across the cosmos. They'll just be here because it, with, 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 uh, in quantum physics entanglement distance means nothing. Oh my God. And, and, and will we, will we, uh, I don't think in this lifetime, my friend, uh, that's but, okay. But will we meet up with them? Yeah, we will. And we'll be back as old souls. It doesn't matter if I have this vehicle or you have that vehicle or who has what vehicle. We're still coming back during that time, the Ascension time. We're in the earliest stages of it right now, the very earliest stages. Yeah. But we'll be there in different bodies and different lifetimes as that gets to the end stage. Kryon says we're tracking a million years behind the Pleiadians. Okay. That's not bad. who, who, Who seated here, you know? Ah. And and as I, I mentioned, we were chatting earlier. My own connection is is I feel so strongly with with Sirius. I look up at that star in the sky and I just tear up. Oh. You know the twinkle twinkle little star off sure. star. So I I kind of feel that connection. Yeah, I mean we've all been out there. I feel like multiple planets, multiple dimensions, thousands of lifetimes just to be here now, so we can experience this and help our fellow humans. Wake up and get to you know that what? next level. But here's the trap. And okay. I'm a, as a neogram one, my trap is trying to fix things. Right. <laughs> Not just because all men try and fix things, but, but for me, especially, you're not here to fix anybody. Christian, you're not here to fix anybody. You're not here to save anybody. You're here to just, well, A, have fun, and B, can you find, find some pathways forward and, leave it and, 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 and create a little bit of a light trail that might assist others to be of service to others? But it's not about fixing because people are on, they're on their own timing. And if, if frankly, if it's, if they're a baby soul, they're first, Hey, I'll try earth game (laughs) and they come in and and splat it up pretty good. And, 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 and why are some lifetimes so hard? Well, from that beyond the veil perspective, it's a blink. Even, even the lifetimes that are like horror movies. I, I wrote an article on that. Well, 
we humans watch horror movies, but we know we know we're going to be okay at the end of the movie, and uh, and 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 we know well it's only an hour and a half or so. Right, but so that, there are some horror movie lifetimes again, not to be judged, but yeah, and those people, unfortunately, as most pure spiritual people would say, chose that experience as horrible and as it as it is, and as hard as that could be for some people to hear, they did choose that, as we talked about earlier in the podcast. Well, and and free will is a, is an amazing tool. It's 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 a powerful tool, and they don't interfere. They don't interfere with free will, even if we're blowing ourselves up. It's it's like. Uh, you know, uh, they, 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 hey, you're 14. You got a learner's license here. Take up, take my new uh, turbocharged, uh, whatever kind of vehicle out, and uh, see how fast it'll go. You know, <laughs> you get some wrecks, man. Yeah, free will is seemingly part of the purpose. But as we close here, we've had an incredible interview. It's just been amazing. You know, I want to have you back. We'll have you back again. But I do want to tell people where to find you. Right off the bat, it's Christian Thagard, that's Christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, Thagard, T-H-A-G-A-R-D, ChristianThagard.com. And he has his book that you can find out there on Amazon and all the places. And we've been talking about it quite a bit. I love it. I highly recommend it. Earth Game, The Evolution of Consciousness. And on his website, I do want to point out that there are 18 articles and essays furthering what Christian is talking about here. And Christian, before we go, before we have you back on at some point in the future, because you're coming back on, I love your energy. Is there something you want to leave our audience with? Is there something you can tell them as we depart today? Maybe just lighten up and have fun with this. And, and, and just monitor your thoughts. And if you start to become aware of, okay, well, how much was that a worry thought? How much was that a grump? How many joy thoughts are you thinking? And how many love thoughts are you thinking? And just see if you can trend that up. Because if the quality of the thoughts goes up, quality of your life is going to go up. Because that's how the game's designed. Yes. Did you hear that, people? The quality of your thoughts go up. The quality of your life goes up. And I know we all want to have the highest quality life while we're here. We're here for just a second. Christian, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your presence. Everyone check out that book. Again, Earth Game, The Evolution of Consciousness. Please hold through the outro music and everyone will see you next week. Midnight on Earth.